What's up guys, welcome to Everyday 101. This is Karan, I am a career and mindset coach and today we are going to look at career Q&A. So today is Sunday and every Sunday I discuss some of the career questions that I get throughout the week and let's see what are these questions. So stay tuned, you might find a question that might be of interest to you or if you just want to be generally aware about those career questions, yes, uh, some of these questions, actually majority of these questions are very common and you might actually love to listen to them, right? And you would really greatly benefit from them. Besides that, if you wish to send me your career questions, please go to the link in the description. You can find my Instagram account. Please go ahead and send me those questions on my Instagram account. My Instagram handle is current underscore forgot and I'll answer to you. Uh, either on that or next Sunday on this podcast. So I'll, I would love to answer it right there and then. So let's go ahead and see what questions did we get throughout the week. So question number one is, what career options are there for a BCom graduate without professional degree like CA or CA? So if you don't know what all of these things mean, uh, a BCom means Bachelor in Commerce or Bachelor of Commerce, I guess. And uh, the, the professional degree, uh, it means chartered accountant or co corporate secretary, uh, company secretary, right? So these are the general career paths that we will follow. Again, uh, CA is quite uh, difficult to get into. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, it, it, it's still a great career, right? So what are the careers? Well, here's the deal. There are many and you won't believe me because actually there are many and uh, you know this this question is just something that i get a lot and i have to answer it a lot 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 and what really it means is that you know your degree can't define what you can do because a commerce degree right if you have a ba uh, background in mathematics or finance then yes you can go ahead and even if you don't have a ca or cs degree you can work in finance you can work in banks you can work in financial services uh, you can also work in accountancy uh, even without a CA, you can work as an accountant. So that that's not uh, something that's required all the time. You can become a financial planner. You So these careers in finance and, you know, management and commerce, these are really common ones, but also these are the difficult ones, right? So what can you do, realistically speaking? Digital marketing has a lot of scope. You, you don't need a degree. You don't even need a BCom for that. You can go ahead and just start working in that. Then there's content writing or content creation. So again, that again has a lot of opportunities ahead, right? And uh, there can be a lot more jobs in sales, plethora of jobs in sales for anyone and everyone. Uh, some of the people are also working in pharmaceuticals. I don't know how, although that requires a B pharma degree, but they still hire people from BCom, right? So you can also work as a pharmaceutical sales rep, right? So you can work like that and they pay really good amount of money if you know how to sell. So uh, again, if you want any technical jobs, uh, you will have to learn those technologies. And um, besides that, I think I have covered it up all and I think you might find some of the careers that I have told you about. Let's see, question number two. Where, what it is. So question number two is, how useful is learning blockchain in getting a good job in India? What level of expertise is expected by the companies? So the question is really good and I would like to tell you that it's asked by Saket and Saket is asking this question. Uh, what is the scope of, uh, you know, uh, blockchain companies in India? So let me just tell you that blockchain is hugely going to be popular and it's not just cryptocurrencies that are going to use it. 
there's going to be applications in medicine and there's going to be application in finance there's going to be application every single place so it's something that's going to be there but it's still not yet there now when i graduated i you know couldn't see many jobs or at least none jobs i couldn't find a single job saying that block they needed people from blockchain but if you'll just look out today there are just a lot of blockchain developer demands and there are a lot of courses available online that you can take up no such luxury was there when i was there right so it was just something you know speaking okay i'm blockchain developer but i couldn't find any such guys or i couldn't find any course online at that moment so but but right now you can find many courses you can take up uh, with them you can learn them and then you can go ahead and find a job in that what kind of expertise do they require well here's the deal here's where it gets a little tricky so what really happens is you know a lot of companies require you to have a master's degree or a phd degree in something related to computer science or mathematics or statistics and something like that and some of them don't require you to have any degree at all and so it gets a little tricky as i told you so it totally depends and maybe you can if you have a bachelor's degree i think you will be fine you can find a lot of jobs even with that and if you are planning to be in there for a longer term uh, then buckle up because if you start now it's really early and the early one uh, gets everything so you might get the salary that you want you might get uh, you know a great future ahead with this with blockchain and uh, it's it's really amazing so let's go ahead and look at question number 3 hmm question number 3 is what are some of the best jobs in india that can get a seven digit salary so let me tell you seven digit salary is quite huge in india but some of those careers can be doctors uh, investment bankers or many other people in finance risk analyst and all of that stuff um surely i'm not talking about uh, you know the designations but i'm talking about the general careers because designations can be anything right so yes that and product managers um machine learning engineers data scientists data analyst yes they can also get that much not all of them though and uh, cas can earn that much cfas uh, certified financial analyst and uh, yeah these are the careers so again as i told you these are really high bar careers where you will have to learn a lot you will have to have amazing knowledge to go ahead and just uh, make a career in that and these are the best jobs that i can think of right now because they are the best careers ahead hmm let's see question number 4 so again this is again something that is related to my personal life So question is is it better to go for a job or for the studies after completing a bachelor's degree why well i had both of these options i had a job in hand uh, one before i graduated and i also had uh, offer letters from uh, two universities in us i chose job why because i went i wasn't sure why i should go for a master's degree so if you are not sure that why you are doing a master's degree then don't do it if you know that there is a career path that requires a master's degree or you are going to get a lot of benefit for that and you know what kind of career you are looking for and you know what kind of career will you get after that master's degree and if you absolutely want that career which most people don't know then go for a master's degree but if you don't know anything about it then don't go then try job and see if the similar career works for you and if the similar career works for you um it really worked i'll tell you my story you know i i got ad- admitted into something related to computer sciences uh yes i got into one data science course and i uh, got into 
urban informatics and i got into cyber security right so these are the courses these these were related to computer science right so those are the courses that i got for masters degree now i didn't go i although i liked all of them <laughs> why i didn't go well here's the deal why i didn't go because i wasn't sure that if i'll commit myself for 2 years with a lot of money involved with a lot of uh, investment and efforts involved will i want to do that throughout my life and i thought no i don't know about it i don't have an answer i can always go after that you know i had my gre score which is still valid to the date um it's it's i think it's it expired or it's going to expire soon so it's a, it's actually valid for 5 years right so i actually you know didn't like didn't want to do it so now again my interest is you know more into uh, now it's also getting into machine learning which would have been a nice choice if i would have gone there but it's nice that i didn't because i i explored a lot more other things and i found out that it wasn't a wise decision to go for a masters degree and it was a nice decision that i didn't go so i like it so it's only up to you if you know why are you are going to do it then do it and if you have no clue what you are going to do in your career i would say try different jobs and then find out what kind of masters degree you want so question number 5 Question number five is: Can I secure a job in an IT company if I'm weak in coding and strong in aptitude and reasoning? I'll repeat that again: Can I secure a job in an IT company if I am weak in coding but strong in aptitude, aptitude and reasoning? Yes, absolutely. Because that's how I got my job, and in, in an IT company, uh, IT services company, uh, they don't really care how much code you know. At least they know they care, but uh, they don't care about it a lot. Just see if you can learn it. and uh, if you have that aptitude and reasoning you can go ahead and apply for jobs but this is generally applicable for uh, on campus placements if you are going for placements out of your college outside of your college then i think it's almost impossible to get a job in it without coding so make sure you learn it at least the basics that would make it and you can get a job so question number 6 Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> so this question is not related to career, but I think it will be useful for those people who are looking for a job in this. So the uh, question number six is: Maximum PSUs are either sold or on the line of sales. Why is the union government adamant to sell all the PSUs? So if you are looking to get a job in PSUs, which is public sector undertakings or public companies like Bhel and all of those companies, then I wouldn't really suggest you because you never know. Maybe in next twenty years, majority of those companies will be gone. Uh, they will be sold. Uh, they won't be gone, but they would be sold. And if you are looking for a job in that, uh, that might not be very secure because. considering it's a government job and you are going there for a secure job you might be asked to retire early or they might just you know you might not have to retire but all of your majority of your benefits will be gone and when you are 50 years old or 40 years old it won't really make sense to you know you will really be hard, disheartened and you will really you know uh, losing out on a lot so that's how i would suggest you know don't go work for a i mean you can go and work for a psus but uh, i wouldn't because it's not secure if you are just going doing it for the government job if you wish to contribute to the country then go ahead and do it so the question is you know these companies are being sold or they are going to get sold why why is uh, the government uh, doing this 
Well, here's the deal. I'll tell you one thing. Government has no business to be in a business. So which basically means that government's job is to run a country. Its job is not to run businesses, right? Now, they can run some businesses like in defense or public health care. They can give that or free education. They can give that at school level, right? So they can do all of that, right? Now, there are different ideologies behind this. Some are capitalist. A capitalist ideology say that they shouldn't do anything. None of that, right? Except, you know, just run the country. Don't do anything besides that, right? And then there are some ideologies like which are more liberal, which are more left. They say that. No, government should actually have a lot of those PSUs that they have. But the truth is, I have gone through the profit loss statement of these companies and it's not good. Those companies ha are in really bad shape. The company that is owned by uh, government, it's just shit. Truth be told, they are shit places to work. They are shit companies. They are not producing anything. They are not worth it. At least majority of them. Some of them like ONGC are really, really profitable. But because they are in oil, and besides that, majority of them are not profitable and they can't even make a single good quality product. And that's the sad reality of these PSUs. And that's not the case in India. That's the case all around the world. PSUs can't function because there's just a lot of businesses. And, you know, uh, you won't even believe that because of these PSUs, a lot of our souls just die on the front because they just don't get good quality of uh, products like weapons and clothing and all of that stuff. So it's basically shit, right? And shit things don't last long. And that's why I would suggest don't go work over there. Now, this is a little bit of uh, economics and uh, defense and you can say um, political lesson that I just gave you. It's really up to you if you wish to go on. Then selling that uh, would be a great decision for the country. And basically, it won't be completely sold. Some of these might be completely sold uh, to private players. And some majority of them uh, will just have, you know, minority government stake, which means that uh, government will still control, but they won't control how it will work. They'll just oversee that nothing wrong is going on and people are still benefiting from that. So it's, it's an amazing step. I welcome that. So let's go ahead and see question number seven. Huh. Question number seven is my parents are asking me to prepare for a government job and do my entrepreneurial things on the side. What should I do? Well, I'll tell you this. You are not alone, dude. You are not alone. Here's the deal. Are you dependent on them? And uh, are you or are you just not dependent on them? You are doing a job. And besides that, you are working on your dreams. You are working you wish to be an entrepreneur, but your parents want you to have a government job because it's more stable and all of that stuff. If the case is that you don't have a job and you are dependent on them, then you will have to do as they say. And uh, if you don't want to be dependent on them, if you wish to do things according to yourself, then I would suggest you to go ahead and just find a job and do your you know, things side by side. And by job, I mean a job which can let you do those entrepreneurial things side by side. Because preparing for a government job will probably not let you do that, at least not for one or two years, because the competition is really cutthroat and everything is just difficult, man. You, you might have to dedicate a lot of time for that if you are looking for a good job. So if you are dependent on them, don't be dependent on them because if you are, then you will have to listen to them. And if you don't want to listen to them, just go find a job that you like and then do your entrepreneurial 
um, things that, as you say, are beyond your entrepreneurial journey side by side and leave that job once your uh, side business or side hustle gives you more salary than, uh, say, your day-to-day job. So, question number eight, and it's again amazing question. Its question is, what makes MNCs higher IITs apart from their brand value? Well, here's the deal, you know, there's certainly a brand value associated, which is sad, but it's not unfounded. Here's the deal, you know, the people at IITs, they are really hardworking. At least that's what I have seen. They are hardworking and that's why they succeed. They don't succeed because they, all of them are Einstein's or all of them are just top class people. That's not like that. Many of them just will be like you and me, but they are very hardworking and they surround themselves with all of those hardworking people when they are at IITs and all of them will be some, some of those guys, you know, majority of those guys want to do something, right? And they are hardworking. They have ambitions. So they are ambitious and they are hardworking. And even if they don't have goals, they are still hardworking and that's why they succeed, right? And that's why MNCs hire them because MNCs know that they are hardworking and even if they won't have goals, they would still succeed. And that's why they have a brand value attached to them. Question number, oh, I have discussed eight questions, I guess. Question number nine, what are the jobs likely to be obsolete in the near future? Well, uh, maybe all of those jobs that are very redundant, which are, you know, where you just be repeating your stuff every single day, a clerk, those jobs will be at stake. If you are a secretary, if you are a personal assistant, that job will be at stake. If you are someone whose job requires you to do the same work today and same work tomorrow and same work after that, then your job will become obsolete and it definitely will. If you are working in a creative field, there is a possibility that your job will never be, you know, obsolete, at least not in the near future. That's, that's the thumb of the, you know, rule of the thumb. So question number 10. Question number 10 is, uh, it's again a good question. Question number 10 is, what thing should I excel in if I am about to do journalism? So you wish to be an, a journalist and uh, you do, you know what you want to be excelling, uh, excelling at. Uh, so <laughs> I would just say that, you know, you can go ahead and, you know, you need to be vocal, you need to be extrovert, you need to ask good questions. That's what ju- journalists do. If you wish to get into investigative journalism, then you need to have problem solving analytical mindset. You need to know how to build a network. You need to know how to know top class people with top class play at top class places. You need to have an understanding of at least one thing because journalisms are of different type. Some are political journalists, some are defense journalists, some are science journalists, some are technology journalists. So it's totally up to you. Just pick a niche and work on that. Sure. As a journalist, you need to have understanding of different fields. But at the same time, you know, uh, if you'll just master one, that would also be really nice. So while you need to understand jack of all, you need to be jack of all trades, you certainly would love to be just in one field. So if you can do that, you can become a good journalist. And if you can simply ask good questions, that would really be good. So I think I'll end my episode today here. And if you find it really good, and if you wish to ask me some of your questions, you can go ahead and find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is current underscore Fogart, or you can go to the link in the description and you can find my account over there. See you tomorrow.